police were protecting certain people within that case. It was quite a messy situation. They, um, the, the old bill were protecting who? They were protecting the... The real criminals are not wearing prison track suits. Yeah. They're walking around in suits in yeah. offices, mate. They're walking down the corridors of Westminster, mate. They're wearing nice, fancy suits. Just behind all that wealth, there's a lot of darkness. Yeah, I'm sure. How did you end up getting caught up with the Russian Mafia? I'll, I'll be straight. Um, I robbed them. Just under half a million quid, I think yeah. it was. I put 100 of it in a couple of suitcases and I moved to Ibiza. Did you feel the heat at any time? Yeah, I knew I was going to get nicked. I went back to Essex and that was when that was when all the trouble started. You had a silencer and these trees tried to shoot me. He had three clear shots at me, mate. I felt one of the bullets skim past my ear. Anyone out there listening who you know is on the same path as you were five, six, seven years ago, got any advice for Yeah, I do. Welcome to the Eventful Lives podcast. I'm your host, Dodge, and I'm the founder of Bournemouth Sevens, the world's largest sports and music festival. On this podcast, I speak to fascinating people who have all lived eventful lives. If you haven't already, do us a favour, press the follow button and check us out at Dodge Woodall on Instagram, TikTok and YouTube, where we've now had over 80 million views. I'm away in Dubai at the moment on a holiday. I wanted to tell you about the cracking episode I had with Toby Gray. Toby speaks openly about his time in crime, blackmailing and going on the run to Ibiza. We discuss his massive run-ins with a Russian mafia who tried to assassinate him on his own doorstep. And he also opens up about his mental health and how prison actually helped him become the man he is today. This is the eventful life of Mr. Toby Gray. Toby, welcome to the show, mate. How you doing? Good, very good. All right. I'm very much looking forward to this one, mate. Okay, why? <laughs> you got me from, are you going to ambush me? <laughs> Let's roll all the way back. Where did you grow up and how did you end up getting caught up with the Russian Mafia? <laughs> Fucking first question, yeah. Jesus. Um, I grew up in Kent, not Russia. I grew up in Kent, a little town called Maidstone. Um, went to school in Kent. Good family. Enjoyed school to a degree. I enjoyed being around all the lads. I didn't really enjoy school itself in terms of classes but I enjoyed the sort of brotherhood and, yeah. and camaraderie of, of, of school. Um, so I grew up in Kent. I lived there till I was about 24 okay. and then I moved to Essex. And what was your life like at school? Were you into sport? Were you yeah. into partying? What, what, did well, you go down that route? Were you trying to earn, earn money? What was, what was your you route? You always are into sport when you're younger aren't you? Yeah. I was very active. I love sport. I love rugby. Um, then you discover going out and getting on it and girls and all that fucking shit goes out the window, doesn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> you start thinking about what you look like yeah. and your biceps and your chest and yeah. going to the gym and and then it's all about all about the, the females rather than the sport. Mm. And the ones that succeed in sport are the ones that stay away from that, you know? And I didn't stay away from it. Mm. I was never going to be a professional rugby player, so mm. I thought, fuck it, I'll throw weights around. Mm. And yeah. when did you start training? I started training. I was sneaking into the gym. Mm. I used to go to a David Lloyd gym in Kent, yeah. Mm. And I went and I joined them when I was 15 years old. And I kept sneaking into the gym. And the gym instructor, oh, sorry, the gym instructor, I'm very, I'm very sort of <laughs> everywhere in my hands. The gym instructor said to me, please, Toby, wait a couple of weeks till you're 16. I used to sneak in and try and go in there. Um, so I properly, when I was 16, I started training, yeah. yeah. And what was the route after school then for you? Did you leave school at 16 or 18? Or? I left school, I dropped out halfway through my, my A-levels because I just, I, I went to, I didn't turn up to my exams and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do at all. 
So I trained as a personal trainer. I went and got qualified. I loved the gym. I loved training. I thought, you know what? I'll, I'll just I'll train other people. Yeah. So I did that. Started working in a gym. Um, great, but when you make your hobby your job, mm. it's it can get a little bit a little bit tedious, mm. and the money weren't that great. Really, not the sort of money I wanted to be earning, so I jacked it in. And the knowledge is good. I liked having the knowledge because I can use it now, and I've, I've used it all the way through my life and my, my training history. But and I can advise people if they ask me. But in terms of actually making money out of it, no interest. So you finished that, then you knocked that on the head. What was the next movements for you? I wanted money, so I went into the city and I started doing certain boiler rooms, um, investment. Uh, some of them scams, some of them not. Um, I then moved on to, I worked for a company which was supplying tax products. So capital allowances on fixtures and fittings, you know, people claiming back money on their tax products. Um, and then moved into another company which was setting up offshore remuneration trusts, helping people shelter their property assets. So gradually moved into that which was legit yeah. that was legitimate legitimate work um frowned upon yeah probably but well it was close to the bone was it of being not legit well it wasn't tax it was tax avoidance not tax evasion yeah you know so it was it was a gray area but, but surely tax avoidance is what everyone wants to do right well, it is what they want to do yeah yeah but so it's legit so what, what were you thinking hold on a minute i there's, there's an angle here there's a difference between avoidance and evasion. With, with HMRC, it all comes down to intent. If your intentions for putting something together is purely to not pay tax, yeah. it's tax evasion. Yeah. If you justify the reason why you're doing that another way, that we justified it as asset protection, you're protecting your assets from certain liabilities that you would be liable for as an individual, you know, sort of inheritance tax, litigation, divorce, yeah. you're protecting your assets in those ways. The byproduct of that is that you nullify corporation tax. Inheritance tax, mm. capital gains tax. So, you, we justified it as asset protection, which means it wasn't tax evasion. Yeah, yeah. And what sort of people are you dealing with then? Property investors mainly. Yeah. People buying big, big buildings. Um, people that wanted a lot of cash and wanted to buy things with cash and hide it. And yeah, open the door to many, many different caliber of people. Yeah. Mm. And what did that lead you to then? How long did you stay in the city? How old were you when you went into the city? Roughly. 23. 23. And how many years did you do there? Well, I'm sort of still there, really. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I went away for a while, yeah. but I've sort of we'll been... We'll get into that bit. I've been in and out <laughs> of the city since about then, yeah. And good money for you? Yeah. Yeah. At the time, it was good. Uh, at the time, it wasn't enough. It's, I mean, it never is, is it? Mm. But um, I was a young lad. I had six figures in the bank. I was happy. Yeah. Yeah. And you say it wasn't enough. Did you find that that's always the case when you work in the city? It's not enough. It's not enough. Are people shafting each other left, right and centre up there? I'll tell you now, the real criminals are not wearing prison track suits. Yeah. They're walking around in suits in yeah. offices, mate. Yeah. They're walking around in the banks. They're teaching your kids in school. They're giving sermons in the church. They're walking down the corridors of Westminster, mate. They're wearing nice, fancy fucking suits. They're selling life insurance to your grandma, mate. Mm. These are the people that are fucking each other yeah. on a daily basis. And yes, because they're fucking each other legally. Yeah. They're telling lies, they're backstabbing, they're not paying as much as they should, and they're not breaking the law doing it. Mm. 
And what did you find was it like up in the city? Because I couldn't handle working. It wouldn't be my world at all working up in the city. But did you mm. find it was a proper party capital up there? You were partying hard Thursday, Friday, yeah. Saturday. What, you know, what was, tell me the lifestyle. Well, look, I'm, I, I have one saving grace. I'm very vain and I love my training. So, I noticed that with the barnet. You, you, put, you, put, you put the headphones gently me, on the barnet, didn't you? You ruined you, to me with this headset today, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you can edit it out or anything, but um, it's, I'm very vain and I love my training. So that was, t- that, that was my priority. But if it wasn't my priority, I would have been on the sniff every day, mate. And I was on it a lot, mm. don't get me wrong. I'd go out on a Friday, I'd go to sleep on a Sunday. And then I'll be in the gym Monday and be training all week. And, and that, was, that was a cycle which went on for about five years. Yeah. Five years, every weekend, yeah. What did you notice in the city? You're talking about people working up and say, I know a load of boys who work up, they're all geezers, they're all at it, they're all cutting deals. Did you find that a lot of people were shafting each other for a pound note for money and cutting Massively. people out of deals? And yeah, 100%, they, yeah. again, it's all legal. Yeah. They're not this is they're all they're all legally fucking each other. They're not robbing each other's watches, they're not nicking money out of each other's houses. They're fucking each other completely legally. Just it's a bit immoral, isn't it? Um but when I say I was in the city, I was in the city a lot, but I never I never got involved in that sort of I didn't like being in that office environment. Yeah. I didn't like being around all those people all the time. And I'm even more like it now after being a pr- going to prison. I I like I'm a I'm a What's that new saying they say? An extrovert introvert. Mm. I like being around lots of people, but I also love being on my own. Yeah. And I really struggle being in around loads of normal, everyday people, yeah. day in, day out. I really struggle with that. So I take myself in when I have to, and I fuck off. Yeah. I would never live in the city. I live just outside. I live in mm. Essex, and I can get into Liverpool Street in 20 minutes, mm. and that's me, mate. I'm happy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and tell me about you. Tell me about the journey with the whole modelling and stuff. Were you doing the modelling on the side? Um, yeah, look, I take it, it was balaclava modelling, right? Yeah, yeah, hand <laughs> modelling. Yeah. Not anymore, mate. You see the wrinkles on these bad boys. Yeah, um, I don't know about modelling anymore, mate. I got the Wi-Fi signal I've got going on in my head after prison. You can pick up fucking five. You can pick up five G on my head, mate. Um, I'm getting a bit of Botox tomorrow as well. Yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, um, well needed, mate. Really? Yeah. But what were you saying? Fuck knows. I'm I've just gone. trying to think what we're saying then. We were going about. We were going on about. You've, you've lost it. <laughs> I've lost you? it. Oh, fuck. What did we say? Oh yeah, the modelling. Go back to That's the modelling. That's um, the one. Yeah, look, I done, I done a, cat, a few catwalks when I was younger. Um, stood on the door of shops like when I was like 20, like Hollister and Abercrombie. Mm. Um, did a lot of topless stuff done a lot of fitness modeling, different photo shoots, competed a couple of times when I was younger, but I never really saw it as a career. Mm. I never thought, right, this is what I'm gonna do. It was more just, you're involved in it, you get loads of content, you put it on social media, you get a bit of attention, you quite enjoy the attention. That was it for me. I didn't see, I earned money out of it, not loads. It was mainly freebies, you know, people giving you free nights out and free clothes and free shit and flying your places to do certain things, but, it was never, I never saw it, it was never no longevity with it. Mm. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the attention it brought me, me being straight, yeah. cards on the table. At yeah. the time, I enjoyed the attention. Yeah. Other than that, couldn't give a fuck. And the attention, what was this on the social media? Yeah. What was it, the party and the drugs, the women? We, we all do. Yeah. And, and we're liars if we say we don't. If when, we, when we post a picture 
our main priority is how many people like it, how many people comment on it. I want everyone to think I'm good looking. Girls, boys, anyone that posts a picture want that. And we thrive we thrive off it now in this in this generation. That's all it was. It was mm. just fueling my ego, mate. Mm. And what are your thoughts on that whole social media thing? To be honest, it's it's probably the the devil in in our in our generation, yeah. mate. It's the, Massive. It's the demon that fucking poisons our society now. Yeah. It's the cause of the main cause of this new mental health pandemic, if they want to call it that. Yeah. This this millennial generation of fucking pussies, mate. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't want to put it yeah. like that, but I've since being taken out of this world for a number of years and put somewhere very inhumane, yeah. like the worst place they could put you in yeah. in this country, violent, somewhere very where you need a real dark sense of humour to get by, and I've got one, yeah. thankfully. Um, <laughs> and and then come back into this world. Mm. You you really see people for what they are now. Yeah, a lot of people, and that's one thing I've really struggled with since getting out. Yeah, yeah. So what was your what was your route? Tell me your route then. So you were in the city at the age of what age were you working there? From twenty three. I was onwards. in and out from about twenty three. Yeah. And then, and how did you end up getting caught with the wrong people? Tell me that journey. I'll, I'll be straight. Um, I robbed them. Yeah. Robbed who? Well, people started giving me big bags of money to do things with. And, and I decided one day to take them and stick my middle finger up. Yeah. Hold on. Hold back. You, you, you robbed who? They're giving you, who's giving you money? Someone ain't just going to give you, come out and give you a bag of dough. There must be, was, there must be some, what was the journey? I was moving money. Well, you asked me, I thought you were implying about, obviously, the situation with the Russians. Mm. Is that what you were implying? Yeah, but did that, that they, but to get to the Russians, before all that happened, what was, what was the movement of you earning money around there? Forget the city. That must have, you must have led to get to that. I was opening up a lot of these offshore structures for people. I was doing it completely legitimately, completely honourably, and I was doing it properly. And the more and more I'd done it, the more and more these, these legitimate people started taking fucking liberties. And they start coming up with little stories, didn't they, and why they can't pay you. And stringing you out, and they're meant to be paying you on this day, and they don't. They pay you a month later. And paying you your commission? Paying me my commission, okay, yeah. Okay. And there's nothing you can do about it, because it's legitimate business, isn't it? I can't go around there and tie them up and yeah. say, fucking pay me, cunt, yeah. can I? Because I'll go to prison. Yeah. So you've got to get a lawyer involved, and you've got to send them letters. And and I just, I, I'll be honest, I, I lost my mum in 2017, and I woke up one day, and I thought, fuck all of you. You're lying to me. You're not paying me on time. All these apparent legitimate people. I thought, I'm having all of you. Is that what went through you? I thought, I'm having a lot of you. And I did. Mm. They started, I started saying, right, I need this amount of money to do this, this amount of money to do this. You need to move this money here. I hadn't put it into all into my account and I took it. And I slept very well afterwards. And that's, you know what, I'm not, I'm not giving it the big one or, or trying to glorify it, but... And I'm not proud of it, mm. but I had enough. And I took matters into my own hands and I, I, I just took it. So you were, what, you were exactly what you were doing for people, what were you doing for people, and exactly what sort of commissions were they due you and they weren't paying you that got you back up? Well, I could charge people what I wanted because I'm regulated product. I could say, if, if the trust cost me $5,000 to set up, I could say, right, it's 10000 Yeah. 
if they're saving half a million quid in tax a year and I charge them a hundred grand to set up the structure, they've had a result and I've had a result, yeah. you know? I mean, so it's the price I charge is, is dependent on the individual and what they're paying and what I'm saving them. So if I know they've got the money, yeah. which I knew they did, mm. and they're not paying me and they're coming out with stories and excuses, I've got the right hump with it. Right, okay. So I came up with a few ways to, to take it off them. Okay. So if they were due you half a bar, or say if they were due, you saved them half a bar, 500 grand, yeah. are you cutting the deal with them before to say, well, if I'm saving you 500 Gs, Absolutely. I want 100 Gs, and they've agreed to it, and they're not paying you? Correct. Okay. okay. People start not to pay you. Okay. And how did that, how old were you when this was, this was going on? 26. 26. And yeah, you were partying, partying hard at that time? Yeah. I mean, that might have, that might have um, been a contributing factor to yeah. my mentality, because obviously when you're sniffing a lot of gear, you're jabbing a lot of steroids, and you don't really give a fuck about anything other than yourself. It's a very selfish existence, yeah. you know, and, and you're in a one-man mission of, of doing whatever you want, mm. girls and coke and money, and... You know, you don't care. You don't think about the consequence of your actions, and and you start being a bit ruthless. You know. Yeah. Did you think you were invincible? Anyone who's banging gear up the nose mm. and training hard and banging roids in them can be a very dangerous person. Mm. Did you feel that you were turning into someone that you didn't want to be? At the time, no. At the time, no. I'll be honest, no. But I did later on, when when I got nicked, when I went to jail, the first six months in there, I thought, yeah, sweet, I like being there. I thought, this is lovely. No one can ring me. I don't need to talk to anyone. Um, and I'm not on no gear. I'm not on any juice. I'm not, no alcohol, nothing. To be fair, we didn't get any gym either because it was COVID. And when I say lockdown, I mean lockdown. Um, but I found the first six months in jail fucking lovely. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Just a bit of time out. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. You're in the fast pace. You're in the fast lane. Yeah, you? it was very. very did you? Nice did things me. come on top? So you're going. Let's want to roll back a little bit further. You've had enough of people. You're saying, okay, work the money. What were you doing? Were you taking cash off them if they weren't paying you? You saying, well, give me cash, so no one can see nothing. There was cash deals done, but the, but the main one, what I was doing is when people would contribute their money, contribute their profits to the structure, that's where you don't pay. Mm. So you don't pay the tax. It's seen as a contribution to a charitable entity. Yeah. Yeah. It's called an umbrella trust, right? I would I'd turn around and say, right, you don't put it into your own umbrella company. Yeah. You put it into mine and I have to send it on. Okay. I said the structure had changed. So putting it all into my account. So you were seeing all this dough going into your account? Yeah. What sort of numbers are we talking about? Over a million quid at one point. Yeah, went through it. And at that point... And I was like 20, 26. 20, no, I was 27, actually. So if you're using yeah. copious amounts of cocaine yeah. and partying, your head yeah. ain't going to be straight no. and jacking up. Yeah. When you're seeing that money come in your account, are you thinking, hold on, there's another angle here. I can just take this and see you later. Yeah, exactly that. As simple as that. Simple as that. No comeback. There might be a comeback now after me saying all this shit. No. But I don't... But, no, no comeback, mate. And was there no knock on the door from anyone? Or did you I find that... I had a few silly phone calls. A few silly, okay. A few silly phone what calls. What sort of calls? People wondering where I was, people asking what's going on. I just turned my phone off and changed my number. <laughs> Ruthless. It's, it's, honestly, <laughs> I went savage with it. <laughs> that mate. is ruthless. And it's not, it's, I'm not, I don't want to 
I'm not <laughs> going to make a joke out of it, yeah. but yeah, I, I turned ruthless with it and just went, see you later. So when that dough was in your bank account, were you transferring it into your personal or just using it straight from that business account? I was account? spending it out of that business account, mate. I was spending <laughs> it into my personal account. I was going into clubs and just I was spending stupid money in strip clubs and things like that just on that business account. Yeah, just no care. Didn't think about the tax implications of the money going in. I didn't think about anything. I didn't care at the time. Not one care. And what was your lifestyle like day to day then when you knew all this money was in your bank account? I'd go to the gym. I'd go shopping. I'd go out to eat about three or four times. <laughs> yeah. I'd drive about. Um, I thought I had the best life doing exactly what I wanted. And I, I was wrong. It wasn't the best life. And when, how long was that going on for until, until the movement of the next one when you're getting in with the wrong people? Well, that sort of life carried on till I got arrested, really. Yeah. And what age were you when you got arrested? I was 29. 29. So you, you were living that life for a good three years. I was, living, I was living that sort of lifestyle for a while, yeah. With that sort of karma and that sort of bad energy. Yeah. And it is, mate. That, when you earn money like that, the money's fucking cursed, mate. Yeah, 100%. It's cursed. Because yeah. the only thing you're going to spend it on are disposable pleasures yeah. and meaningless pursuits, yeah. mate. You're going to spend it on drugs. Anything that gives you an imminent yeah. hit of pleasure, whether it's a fucking prostitute, yeah. whether it's a line of gear, mm. whether it's a drink, whether it's wh whatever, whatever your poison is. Um, and that is what the money goes on. Mm. How many brass? How many? Why are you, why are you, why are you trying to bake me up? I'm not bugging me, dog. In case any other birds um, out there listening. Was it just a, it was just a uh, it was just a, a a wild free years yeah and not worrying about worrying about anything I didn't worry about anything mate yeah no there must have been a point was that did you have a tight bunch of pals around you giving you a tug and hold on so what what are you doing mate you're acting not how we know yeah you. I've got a very very good group of mates yeah. and we're all very loyal to each other and we look out for each other and they they turn around and say Toby's the nicest most generous most loyal guy I've ever yeah. met but then somebody else would say he's the biggest, most horrible cunt I've ever yeah. met, you know? Yeah. Um, but my friends are very, very loyal to me and I am to them, mm. you know? And they'll tell me straight, they'll say, fucking hell, take, take it easy, mate. Yeah, slow down. But I didn't, I didn't listen, I didn't listen. And what about the steroids? What was the, what was the use of steroids? What Do you know what? I mean, we, I talk about steroids because steroids is as a whole in it, but there's loads of different. I'm very, and, I'm yeah. very open about yeah. it, you know, and I've I've done a lot. I've been dropped by by supplement sponsors in the past for being very open about steroids. Mm. Yeah, and let's get one thing straight: every fitness model's on them. Yeah, every single one. So I would know, you know? I, would you clock someone? You go, he's hundred percent on. She's hundred percent. I know a lot know. of people in that industry. Yeah. I'm not grassing no one up. Yeah, but I know a lot of people in that industry, and I can tell you now, every single one of them yeah. is on gear. I know that because I know probably know where they get it from. Yeah, yeah. And the fitness industry as a whole is a massive con because they're promoting these products. Yes, these proteins, yes, these creatines, yes, these amino acids, they do, they do provide a job. They do do a job in what they do, but they're not giving them the physique they're advertising. They're not giving these men the physique that are being advertised to young kids and young lads. Sorry, I keep knocking your microphone. Yeah. Um, so it is wrong in many ways. And I was very open about it and I've, all, I've never done a lot of gear. 
I've always done quite a small amount, but over a longer period of time. Because when you're training weights, weight training isn't natural exercise. Yeah, mm. you're not. Our bodies as men, we're not designed to rip muscle fibers and throw weights around. We're designed to run. We're designed to fight. You know, yeah. those, those are the two natural instincts of men. But it's when we're ripping muscle all day, every day, we don't have the natural hormone levels and the natural um, things in our body to be able to be able to deal with that naturally, yeah. Yeah. right? We can go to the gym three times a week and recover, not a problem naturally. But if you're training every day, yeah, and you're only a bodybuilder, you want to pack on muscle, you need more of what your body has. Mm. Like fact, you do. Because otherwise you are shooting yourself in the foot and you're not going to achieve anything. In fact, you're going to be overtraining. In fact, you're going to damage your joints, you're going to damage your ligaments, you're going to damage your muscle fibers. And so all steroids are what men already have in their body. Mm. They, are, they are different compounds of hormones in your body, right? And they increase recovery. A steroid I've taken for years is called one called Anavar, which is a massive protein synthesizer. It's very mild as steroids okay. go, yeah. But you synthesize more protein. So where your body might, depending on your genetics, only only absorb 20 grams per meal you mm. eat, you'll now be able to absorb all of it. Right, okay. So it's not a magic drug which is going to make you massive. If you took it and did the same as what you always do, you're just going to get a bit more angry, a little bit more horny, maybe get a couple of new spots on your back yeah. and just be a bit of a miserable fucker, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe get a bit watery in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you train like a fucking warrior... Yeah you will see the results from it. Yeah. And that's that's where there's a misconception with steroids. People go, it's cheating. It ain't cheating. Mm. If you take them, you've got to do twice as much as a normal person to get twice the results. Yeah. You've got to eat twice as well. You've got to be much more strict. And yes, you reap a lot more of the rewards, but it is a level playing field mm. because every fucker's on them. Yeah. Do you know what I found out yesterday? Go on. Guess how many people are taking steroids in the UK? I don't know. Two and a half million people. There's 72 million people in this country. How many of them are men? Mm. Well, let's go 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. How many of them for a certain age? And there's five, there's half a million teenagers. How many? Half a million of them are teenagers, yeah. 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 I that that yeah. shocked me the most because you're a teenager. You ain't, you ain't going to have had the right... When people were taking roids in the 80s and 90s, everyone was just grabbing them, banging them in, banging them in. No one yeah. had a clue what was going on, how much you put in, whatever. There's enough, there's enough information out there at the moment to teach people. But knowing that teenagers, that's the bit yeah. that shook me yesterday when we found out. Teenagers, where you've got a lot of natural testosterone anyway, yeah. you've got your growth hormone levels are naturally very high when you're a teenager. You need to make the most of that. You don't want to replace your natural levels with a synthetic kind when you already have, you have, no, when you have yeah. abundance of them anyway. Yeah. So you want to wait really till your minimum 22, 23. Yeah. And that, even that's quite young. I mean, look, I'd done my first shot of tests when I was 23, I think. Yeah. Have you ever tried Trembolone? Yeah. What's that like? Is that the... Is that the... Is that the... Trend, trend is the best, mate. Yeah. You wake up bigger and leaner every day. Yeah. Like, it is, it's the strongest. It is the best. But whatever you are, you will become more of. Mm. If you are a bit of a cunt, mm. you'll become a massive cunt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, simple <laughs> as that. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse my language. Yeah. 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 Um, if you're naturally quite a horny guy and you yeah. like going out sleeping with girls, you're going to turn into a fucking predator. Yeah. Like, so... If you've quite got a short temper, you've got a very yeah. short temper. Okay. So for me, I'm quite cool-headed anyway. Mm. I don't lose my temper that easily. Mm. Um, so I was all right. Mm. But I do know some people who get to the point where they're trying to like drive off bridges and stuff yeah. or trying to kill people for stopping too quickly in yeah. front of them. Yeah. <laughs> like I was actually with a guy in, in Belmarsh who 
little guy, I don't know why the fuck he was taking Trent, right? He looked like a garden gnome, the geezer. Like, I'm not being horrible, right? But he blew off his mum's boyfriend's head with a shotgun, yeah? And he was on Trent. Oh, man. He never went to the gym. He was jabbing Trent, trying to get big. And he took the gig, he got 34 years. Oh, I'm not laughing. No. But he went home and he took the guy's head off with a shotgun. Mm. And he went, oh, I was on Trent at the time. I looked at him, I said, it was that that done it. Yeah. So yeah. when you, for example, if you took Trent, how long is it until you start seeing results if you're training like a beast? You'll see it quite quickly. Within a couple of weeks, you'll notice the pump. You'll notice the veins coming out. You'll notice a little bit of fat loss. You'll feel much more assertive. you feel a little bit more aggressive. Not maybe necessarily in a bad way, aggression, mm. but like just just manly. Yeah. You know, you'll feel more of a man quite quickly. Mm. Yeah. So going back, let's roll back a little bit further then. So you were add the million pound in your bank. What was the steps? What was the, were you getting involved with the wrong people? Yeah, massively. Yeah. Well, did you feel the heat at any, at any time? Yeah, I knew I was going to get nicked. Yeah, you did, did you? Yeah. Okay. I rang my dad like two months before. I said, Dad, listen, I might have to go away for a little bit. Mm. I didn't even had. I didn't even, I didn't even, I just had a feeling, like instinct. And a mate of mine, a mate of mine was old Bill, right? I went to, I went to school with him from years ago. And he, he rang me and said, Toby, your Instagram pictures are in one of the, the, the evidence, one of, one of the room's offices in, in this police station. I won't say which one. Um, he did tell me what police station and I thought right and I thought whatever he still didn't care didn't care at that point I should have gone you know what I should have taken all the money in the bank I should have bought a load of cryptocurrency with it put it in a fucking crypto Idiot. wallet somewhere yeah. and got on a plane to Dubai and gone yeah. see you later yeah. that's what I should have done mm. and I could be plotted out there now happy as Larry but do you know what looking back I'm glad I didn't mm. I'm glad I didn't. <clears throat> tell me the tell me the bit when did you get any paranoia that people are on your case? You're always gonna get a little bit mm. when when you're doing that sort of thing every day and you, of course you are. Mm. You're gonna get to the point where you think, fuck. But not as much as I thought I would. Okay. You know, I, maybe when I was on a bit of a come down or something, I'll start not looking at my phone and seeing an unknown number ringing me and just fuck that. Yeah. But no, not really. Mm. Because people have <clears throat> got people who make phone calls to get money back. Yeah, I know. We all know that and we all know yeah. them. Surely you must have had a tug at some point. Or was it Well, I got shot, I got shot at, didn't I? Mm. Outside my flat in Essex, mm. yeah. Tell me about that. Well. Tell me the lead up to that. I knew, I kept having these Swiss numbers ringing me and I just kept ignoring them. And my mates rung me and he said, Toby, there's a car outside. It was like a nice family area, my, my area. He said, there's a car outside. He said, it doesn't, it looks a bit, he knew my situation, he knew what was going on. He said, look, they're not going to be here for anyone other than you, mate. He, he goes, this, they, they don't look, they don't look like they're here just for a bit of sightseeing, mm. like Brentwood High Street, you know. Yeah. Um, I thought, okay, I've looked out the window and it did, it did look a bit suspect. I thought, yeah, I'm going to leave. I went and picked up some dough, uh, got my car keys, packed a little bag and... There was like a fire exit stairs. So you got the lift and the normal stairs and you got the fire escape stairs around the other side, which take you out the side of the building. So I, um, I did that, I went out there. And when I got downstairs, I just, I just thought, I'm just gonna walk past them. I wasn't sure. I thought I'm just gonna walk past them as if nothing's happening. And I did. I did, I started walking past them. Next thing I know, he had a silencer and he's, he's tried to shoot me. And he had a clear, he had three clear shots at me, mate, and he missed every single one of them. And when I felt what I felt, one of the bullets skim past my ear, 
I've run and hid behind the building where they've got where the bins were. So, so there was a little gateway where you mm. put all the bins where you take your bins down in the evening. And I've gone and run round there, um, and I've got in the car and s- skidded off. Must see, I don't know. I, I couldn't even tell you. It happened that quick. I couldn't tell you if the gun jammed, if he used the whole clip, if he only had only had three bullets in it. I don't know, but they skidded off. I don't know if they thought they'd hit me. Mm. So when it whistled past my ear, I, f- I fucking moved really quick. They mm. might have thought they'd hit me. So I, I don't know. You still don't know today who I that is. I don't know today who that was. Mm. I think it was those guys. It came from came from the Russian lot, but I, I couldn't tell you. Mm. I couldn't tell you who it was. So in the lead up to that, you must have felt something was going to happen. Something's going to happen soon. Having yeah. these phone calls, ain't just going to happen out of the blue. Bang bang, and no. away we go. Was, was there like months lead up to this? Or was there someone leaving messages on your phone going, hold on a minute, if I don't get my money back, it's going to be problems? Yeah, I was getting calls. Um, I, was, I, was, I was swerving them. Um, I recorded a couple of them and sent them to my, my, the guy I worked with at the time so, that, so, he, so he could hear them. I didn't really think anything of it, mate. I'll, I'll be honest, I, I didn't. I was too much in my own little world of doing what Toby wanted to do. And going out and, yeah. So I'll be honest, I, I genuinely didn't didn't think that mm. much into it. What were your movements after that? I went and packed a bag and I fucked off. Mate. Yeah, I was going to say. I went down to Kent. I fucked off down to Kent. When I came back, the flat was obliterated, mate. What, someone gone in and smashed yeah, it up? they'd gone in and they were obviously looking for money, weren't yeah. they? They'd gone in and they'd obliterated it. Yeah. Who's they? Whoever the guys were that Still came, they'd come back, yeah. I never got a phone call with anyone claiming for it to be them, but... Obviously, I think it came from came from that Russian geezer. Yeah. 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 So you got you had money from a Russian geezer, did you? Yeah. You took money off a Russian fella. Yeah. Um, stupidly, I got introduced. I got introduced to an individual from from a good mate of mine, and we were trying to do something properly together. But my problem was, if anyone pissed me off at all. And took a liberty, lied, just just basically rubbed me up the wrong way. I'd have them, and I'm not that guy anymore. Mm. You know, I've, I've, what do you I've, mean I've, you'd have them? Well, as in, if they gave me an excuse, yeah. I'd take the money. Right, okay. At first, I went in. I go in there at any first of all with with the best intentions. We were putting something together, um, and we needed about about four hundred and something to do it. And four hundred G's to do what? I'm not gonna, I don't want to say. No, no okay. I'm not going to say. But okay. um, we needed just under half a million quid, I think yeah. it was. Um, and I got introduced to this guy who had said so he had loads of money around him. Um, he had a lot of clients, the very wealthy clients, and he, and he had access to funds. And he, he, he was interested. So I spoke to him. Uh, I met him a few times. And he said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go get the money. So he got the money. He gave it to me. I went to Ibiza, mate. <laughs> feel, so he, he uh, gave you 500 Gs in cash or did he just put it in your account? He gave me just under half a million pound in cash in, in, a, in suitcases, which is fucking heavy, mate, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. And I put 100 of it in a couple of suitcases and I moved to Ibiza. <laughs> what year was this? Uh, 2019. 2019. Yeah, I moved to Ibiza, and I had a great fucking time. And again, you just ignored all his phone calls? I ignored every phone call. Wow. 
I, what I, literally I was, didn't give I, two? I, I, mate, it was. I am not glorifying this or or anything. I, it, I'm not proud of it. I'm being honest. Yeah. This is me cards on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, I was going through a hard yeah. time. I was a bit stressed. It's, it wasn't really me. I did not care at the time. I'm not even going to pretend I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's what happened. How long were you in IB for four? And what happened four out months. there? Well, I got, got, got right on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how long did it take to do the 100 Gs? Uh, <laughs> Not long. No, I, no. I, I, don't, I got my mate to go to where I had some parked up yeah. to put them in his suitcase to bring me more out. More... <laughs> I was doing dough like it was nothing, mate. The apartment I was living in was 10 grand a month. Yeah. It was sick. To be yeah. Fair. It was lovely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Love hiring idea. a car was a couple of grand a week. Yeah. Um, a table in... A table in the clubs yeah. a few I mean it's easy to do yeah, it you yeah, do it absolutely, quickly absolutely and and I did yeah. and I'm ringing him going mate go to fucking go to the lock up fucking, these, are the, these are the codes but it, he's going Toby why are you doing this to me I'm like fucking do it you can fucking sniffed out my head <laughs> he's going alright 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 <laughs> yeah well, well, you, you get the fear out there it must be good someone's giving you half a bar right Someone gave me half a bar and I've gone and done a run at Ibiza. They know I'm, it's not hard to find out who's in that island. The island's tiny. Mate, a couple I of phone was, calls, was, you'll, you'll be hunted down very quickly. I was all sorts of pictures on Instagram. Yeah. Still not caring. I, I honest, at the time, I, I look back now thinking I was mental. Yeah. Like there was something mentally wrong with me. Yeah. Like I was ill. <laughs> like I did not care. Yeah. One bit. Um, I got my, my pal ringing me up, the one who introduced me to the guy. Who basically he, he didn't he didn't care because he, he didn't like the guy anyway really. He said, "Toad, be careful, mate." He went because they're on it. Yeah. I said, "Okay." I'll worry about that when I get home. Was my was my train of thought? Yeah. What? Well, leave um, me alone. I'm in IB for when I get back to the UK. I'll deal with it. Yeah. Okay. That that was my train of thought. I, I'm very much, I've always crossed bridges when I come to them mm. and. Yeah. So when you were out there, were you out there going, I'm going to do the whole summer out here, then I'm going to come back? Or were you just out there every week taking as it comes? Did you have a plan? I never really have a plan. No. Okay. I've never really made a plan. Um, I'm very spontaneous. I just sort of... I I always live in the moment, really. I don't think about... I might think about next week. Mm. That's as far as it goes. Mm. I don't think about the past at all, really. Did you get into any trouble out in Ibiza? No. No. Just get head down, partying, yeah. birds, fun. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, it, it was it was best summer of my life. Yeah, I but bet. it was it was cursed. Mm. Like looking back now, it was not a good. It was I, I could I could never do that again. Mm. I bet you could. I could party. <laughs> I could party <laughs> like that. I would do what you're doing. I, yeah, I couldn't, okay, yeah. I couldn't do. I couldn't be that, that person. That that guy anymore. Mm. I couldn't do that. Mm. I've I've had a complete cleanse. Been away for three years. Mm. Um, so tell me, tell me, when you landed back in the UK, what was your movements then? Well, that was when all the trouble. That was when the trouble started. Obviously, I come back. I went back to Essex, and that was when that was when all the trouble started, wasn't it? Okay. And then it was a build-up, and I got arrested in January. January. What trouble started when you got back? When you landed back? Well, obviously, that was when the guys came around with, right, with okay. the firearms. Yeah. Okay. So that was after I beef. That was oh, that, that was after. That's okay. why I knew it came from them. Right. Okay. Because that was after all that. Yeah. So they were waiting for you. And listen, they were justified. Yeah. I took an absolute liberty. Yeah. And they had every every reason and every and it was fully justified. And I shouldn't be I shouldn't be sat here right now. Yeah. 
if they had someone that could fucking shoot straight, I wouldn't be sat here right mm. now. Mm. And that would have been justified. Mm. And I would have deserved that, you know. But the grace of God, he fucking missed. Mm. Yeah. What was the movements after that? I went to prison. How did you get nicked? Where was it? I got nicked for, funnily enough, a load of counterfeit money. <laughs> you got nicked for something completely different? I got nicked for something complete. I didn't get it. I, I, I got nicked for something. Someone lends you money and you don't give it back to them. It's not against the law. Yeah. It's not against, not against the law. Um, it's, it's a liberty, but it's not, it's not illegal. I was doing something with counterfeit notes. Fuck knows why, mm. as I didn't really need to. It was more just for a bit of sport, to be yeah, honest, yeah. just <clears throat> for something to do. And we were sending them, we were sending them out to South America, getting them changed up because they were shit. Mm. Like you couldn't kind of ten year old with these notes, yeah. obviously. Mate. What the old ones? Before the old, the, 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 play, the, the old, old ones. The old 50s, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Before the, the new fifties came yeah. out, yeah, yeah. And obviously everyone checks. There were some great, there were some great snides, weren't there, back in the day of those. I'll be honest, this not, it's not really my game. No. But they and did I, but whoever was at it did some brilliant snides. Yeah. But then they turned plastic. I think it's pretty hard now, right? If you do get fake ones now though, yeah. they, they're ten ten. Yeah, okay. So that one I got charged. The second I was found not guilty, week later, charge comes through the door. What they charge you? How long did you get? I got another another just under three years for the blackmail. But so in total, what was it? I got six years in total. Six years in total? Just, just under six. So like five years, ten months or something I got, I got in total. But you'd already done 16 months in remand. I'd already... So basically what, what happened was I got, got not guilty. They then charged me with the blackmail. I then went back to prison and I was sentenced on the money. And I got three. I got time served. So I, I, but I was on bail for the blackmail because I pleaded not guilty. So I got released. I was out for a couple of weeks. So sorry, I did a year and a half. I got out for a few weeks and then I knew I was going to have to go back. But the reason I should have, I could have just pled guilty to it straight away, yeah. done a deal and gone for it. But I wanted to get out of jail for a bit. Yeah. I knew I was going to get bird for it. So I thought I wanted to get out of prison for it. I've been banged up all through COVID. Yeah. Um, 23 and a half hours a day lock up, mate. I, I, I wanted to go out for a bit. Yeah. So, and I knew I'd probably get a bit more time if I strung it out and not guilty, but yeah. I didn't give a fuck. I wanted to go home. Yeah. So um, they released me for a few weeks. It then got to the trial for the blackmail, and I pleaded guilty first day of trial. Pleaded guilty. I knew I was going to have to. Um, Who advised you to plead guilty on that blackmail? My lawyer. Your lawyer. And if you didn't plead guilty, what, what are the consequences there? Well, if you run trial yeah. and you lose, you get more. So give me an example. All right, so say you plead, say you... For you, what was the example for you? What was your... You can take that option, I'll take that option. I, the judge, when he sentenced me for the blackmail, started me at five years. Okay. If I had gone... Just purely for that blackmail? Just purely for that charge, I, got f I started me at 60 months. Yeah. He then worked down on mitigation. Going guilty, you get credibility. Yeah. If you go guilty straight away, yeah. you get a third off. Guaranteed? Guaranteed, third off. Okay. Well, 30%. Yeah, yeah, okay. The longer you string out, it goes down to 25. If you plead guilty first day of trial, you get 10% credit. So okay. there's all credit involved okay. in, in what you get off your sentence. If you run trial and you lose, you get no credit. Okay. You get your sentence, you do it off. Simple as that. So I knew I was going to have to plead guilty, but what they had to take into account when sentencing us on that was the fact that this could have been dealt with, with yeah. before. Okay. And if they charged me for it, when they charged me with the money, which they had the evidence to do so, I would have been done on everything. Right. You see my point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They waited, they waited to charge me because they knew it would keep me in prison longer. 
and the judge said that. So they have to take into account something called totality. Totality is what I would have got if I was sentenced for the money and the blackmail together. Yeah. And what, how much extra I would have got. Yeah. So that's why the judge gave me a lot of time off. He also gave me and my Cody a lot of time off because he could see that the police were protecting certain people within that, within that case. It was quite a messy situation. They, um, the, the old Bill were protecting who? They were protecting the lad that put me and my Cody onto the job. It was on his family. So basically, um, a man a man I know was arrested on historic sex offences dating back to the late 80s, early 90s. Before you went into Nick? Before this. Okay. Before this is back in 20, 2018. Yeah. I, I found this out. Yeah. A family member of his comes to me and says... He needs to move out. He hasn't got any money. He lives off his parents. He doesn't want to be there anymore. Um, he's one of these public school boys that doesn't really know much yeah. about life. He just does loads of coke yeah. and goes out. And, and yeah, I, he was my mate. And I, do you know what? I, I felt, I actually, for someone that comes from a very affluent background, mm. I, I felt very sorry for him a lot of the time because he was a bit, he was a bit awkward, but he did have, I thought he had a good art, you know? Yeah. And I know it doesn't sound like I've got a good heart from some of the, obviously, <laughs> a lot of things I said but I actually do care quite a lot yeah. about people you know I care when I like someone I really like them mm. and I do anything for them mm. um, so I did like the guy and we used to go out and we used to we used to have a laugh and stuff but he said look I need to move out I need my own money I need this um, my family member doesn't want the media finding out about his charges they charged him with with sexy sex offences. Well, they charged yeah. your mate. No, they charged uh, his, his family. His member family member with with these offences. Yeah, his old man. Yeah, they charged him dating back to late. They had evidence to charge him, right? Now, whether whether he was guilty or not, I don't know. I, I'm not. I, I don't know. He Did was, you know the old man? Yeah. Okay. So, and listen, it would I do it now? Of course not. Yeah. I'm, I'm not that guy. I was in. I was in. A, I was in a very ruthless mindset yeah. back then, and. That's not. I'm, I'm not making excuses for it. I, I'm a grown man. I, I'm not blaming the son because I, I'm a big boy. I took it upon myself to do it, and I knew that ever if anything went wrong, he is the kind of person who would throw me under the bus. Yeah. So I did it, knowing full well that I would get thrown under the bus. You did what? Well, we used the information to get money out of him. Ah, okay. So you used information we said, we'll go to, to get the... money out of your mate, otherwise you're going to bubble up his dad about no, six No, 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 no. We, we used it. He, the, my mate brought me the bit of work and said, use the information, giving me the information, use it against my old man to get money out of him. So you got money out, you took money off the old man, did I you? took money off and paid the son. You're joking, no. mate. Ruthless, mate. And paid the son. So, so ruthless from the son as well? Yeah. He, he didn't want to live there anymore. He wanted his own money, he wanted to move out. So I said to my, my co-defendant, what do you think of this? And it's not something we would have normally got involved in, but we did. And he said, yeah, I'll have some of that. And all right, he, we did we did terrorise the geezer for a couple of weeks. Um, Your mate? Or the dad? The dad. The dad. Yeah. So you're on his case. But about, my, you've got but some, my mate... Is it because is it you were on his case because you knew something about him? Well, yeah, we were using the information. Using the money. information. Yeah. And what, how much money did he give you? 100 quid. 100 grand? Mm. In total, over a period of time. And he was transferring that to you, was yeah. he? Yeah. And how was the son feeling about that? Well, he got he paid. He didn't care. He got paid. He got bung as well, did he? He got paid, yeah. He got oh, paid money. Hell. 
in, to in total it was about that I think over a period of time um, did the son was the son sexually abused by the dad I don't know we don't know that bit okay. I don't know I mean that's ruthless from the son right bubbling um, up your old he's he's I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to go into. Yeah. That. Okay. Go into okay. That. It's, not, it's not. Yeah. 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 I don't want to. I don't want to put yep. that on here. Um, I've had conversations with the son, very close ones, and it, just behind all that wealth, there's a lot of darkness. Yeah, I'm sure. And you know what? I'm not. I'm not going to go into that. Yeah. Um. But he, when the police arrested me and my co-defendant on all the money and everything, and they saw the messages between me and my co-D about. This this blackmail, yeah, and also with the son. Okay, they went to the family where you ever blackmailed, and this dated back to the beginning of 2018. All this happened, wow. so they said, "Were you ever blackmailed?" And they said, "Well, yeah, we were." And the sons grasped me up. Okay, wrote a statement saying I manipulated him. Okay, saying yeah, uh, I, I I made him feel included in the Essex circle, and yeah. and he and he and yeah, he felt accepted for the first time in his life and. Mm -hmm. Want to get my violin out, mate? Yeah. So, did you manipulate the son? No, no, not even remotely. Where did the idea come from then? Coked up at his house. Okay. And we, his parents went away to. They got villas away. The parents went away for a weekend. I went round to his. We we got a load of gear. And we got we just we got talking. And I had my I had my laptop up. And me and him were, were drafting what we were going to say and what we were, like we all sniffed up chatting shit, mate. Drafting what we were going to say and what we what we were going to do, and yeah, when they came for me and they saw the messages, they they saw that they wouldn't have had a case against me and my co-defendant if they charged the son. Yeah, they wouldn't have had, they wouldn't have been credible his statement, and they needed his statement because if they charged the son, the parents wouldn't have come to court. Yeah, they wouldn't have wanted to proceed or help yeah. them with the case. Yeah. Straight so when up. the old Bill went to the parents, did they go to the, just the dad and kept it quiet? Did they go to the mum and dad? They took statements from everyone individually, privately. So they, then they all knew that the dad was a wrong one? Well, no, but they, they all, but it was well known about it. The, the dad was arrested for it. Okay. He was arrested for it, and it was, it was known about within the family. He had a trial for it. He got not guilty in the end, Okay. I believe. Um, I don't know whether he's guilty or not. Yeah. Um, and what was your angle then? Get underground out, or you're going to do what? Send it to the media. Send it to the media. Okay. Let them know because he was because he, he's a quite high profile businessman. He wanted it kept out of the media. Okay. So we didn't spend much time on it. Yeah. I didn't give it much energy. Didn't give it. Didn't really give it much thought. Uh, I was the the son was sending me information. I was passing it on, and we were we were just making the odd phone call. Yeah. You know, it was nothing. Well, putting the fear up him, saying, "Oh, yeah. if you don't do, give that dough, this is going to go to the press." Literally, okay. And uh, we'll have him sat outside the courtroom and, and all this. And it was—it wasn't. We didn't put much thought into it. Yeah. But when arrested, um, they saw the messages. Yeah. So obviously, they went to the family. Were ever blackmailed? They went, "Yes, we were," and they wrote all statements. All of them did. But when we got sentenced, right? Me and my Cody were stood there. The judge was looking for all the evidence. Yeah. The judge looked at the prosecutor and went, you're telling me that, he said the guy's the kid's name, mm. he didn't know what Mr. Gray was doing. Mm. You're telling, what's this mean? Yeah. How, do I, how do I do this without alerting this person? How do I do this? Yeah. Like, so the son was asking you these, the questions yeah, and they've these, got it in front of them. Okay. Got it in black and white. Okay, got it. And the judge went, you're telling me he didn't know. And the, and the prosecution went, oh, we, we think that was about something else. The okay. judge, he laughed yeah. and went, okay, we'll go with that then. Yeah, okay. Right? 
And he went, right, I'm ready to sentence these men now. He stood up and went, I'm giving you both 60 months each. I'm taking off this much for totality, this much for good behaviour, this much for COVID, this much for this. It took us down to two year, nine months, 33 months, nearly 50% off. Yeah. And the prosecution was thinking, what's happening here? They wanted more than that. Yeah. The prosecution stood up and went, what about compensation for the victim? The judge went, no, no, no. Yeah. He goes, he could see there's fuckery gone on. Yeah. He went, there'll be no compensation. He went, these men have been punished enough. That's what he said. Were you happy with that sentence? Yeah. Okay, what did you have in your mind what the worst scenario could be? Five years. Okay. Yeah, when he said 60 months, I just thought, you yeah. fucking prick. Yeah. <laughs> Straight yeah, yeah, off. Yeah. But um, then he started working down. I could hear my Cody going, fucking, muttering under, under his breath, thinking, fuck this. Yeah. Um, they took us down to 33 months and I'd already been in jail again another like, six months from that point. I had like a year left. I thought, cushy. Went back to Belmarsh. What year is this? 2019 still? No, this is now 2020, end of 21, beginning of 22. 21, 20, okay. Yeah, so this was, I'd, I'd done all my money, all the stuff on the money. Yeah. I'd done my trial. I've got out for three weeks. So I had to go back to prison. So for the money thing, how much was it in total for the money thing? Three years. Three years. You'd done that. You come out. Then they brought you back for the blackmail. Yeah. And they gave you just under three years for the blackmail. Three. And you had to do half of that. Do half of it. So when you when the, so after that sentence you then thinking well I've got twelve more months to go then I'm out yeah okay I got out a bit early as well good behaviour on tag yeah they released you on home detention curfew didn't they mm. that's why I was struggling to come here before yeah that's right yeah, can yeah, I do like, it can I not can I do okay, it can okay, I not okay I kept putting it off it's quite far away <laughs> I thought I'm gonna be fucking late I know I'm yeah so yeah. in that in that period then. How was it like for you being in Nick? You don't seem sort of your normal guy would sort of blend in in Nick. Did you go in and just have fun and enjoy the moment? Or were you thinking, oh no, good looking lad. You, as you admitted before, vain. All of a sudden that goes out the window. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll be straight. Prison, and people fucking hate it when I say this. They get actually angry. Because yeah. it's like they want you to have suffered. Yeah. And, and listen, you do suffer. Mm. You come to terms with suffering. You come to terms with... You normalise the feeling of a bit of despair, a bit of lo like loss, and like you, that that becomes a normal emotion for you. But you get over it. Mm. And for me, I look back on the last three years with quite fond memories. I look back at the struggles with quite fond memories. I look back at some of the violence and and some of the things I've seen. And and I, I look back at it in the sense of yeah, fucking smash that. Yeah. Not oh my god, I've been right through it. Yeah. I think yeah, fucking sweet. Yeah. When I look back at that, you know, and. I think that just stems from from my, my upbringing because um, I was brought up really not to complain. Mm. I mean, my family are very traditional. I come from quite like a more military background. My yeah. uncles and my dad and my granddad were all, yeah. all soldiers. And, mm. and I was brought up to not complain. If you've got a problem, you don't complain about yeah. it. You're, you're a man. Yeah. You know, you fucking get over it. Mm. You deal with it and you face it head on. And that, and that now is now seen as toxic. Mm. That, that way of being with a young man is now seen as unhealthy and toxic. Mm. Telling men to deal with it, man up and yeah. get over it is now frowned upon. Mm. But I could not be more grateful for that upbringing because yeah. if I hadn't have had that, I would have really struggled yeah. in my life. Did so you far. think, when you were in there, you got a lot of time to think, right? Oh, I thought a lot, yeah. I thought a lot. Did you look back and think, what was I playing at? Yeah. Or did you not care? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, okay. I look back and think, fucking hell, what was I up to? Yeah. Like, when all, everything had worn off, all the bravado had left yeah. me, all the, all the juice was out my system. Yeah. 
it was just me now, you know, and I, I thought, oh, fucking hell, Toby, you've been a right cunt, haven't you? Yeah. And, but obviously, yeah, obviously, I try and see the funny side of it, and however bad that seems to some people, and, I'm, and they're not going to like that. Yeah. That's that is how to move forward in life mm. is is to laugh about things, mm. and I've held myself accountable. You know, I've had two attempts made in my life in the last ten years. Um, I've been locked in a little room for three years. Whether people think that punishment warrants what I've done, I don't care. Mm. I mean, I've locked you in a room for three years. See how you like it, yeah. you know. Um, it's not the longest time that people have done a lot longer mm. for probably doing a lot less than me. Mm. That's the that's the prison system. That's mm. the justice system. But um, in my head, they've done the worst thing they can do to you in this country, which is throw you in prison. Mm. I've done it. I've come out, and I'm happier for it. And whether people that makes people angry, I don't know. Mm. But it's like they would rather I was a fucking shaking nervous wreck mm. with having to see therapists every day. But you people, come out and you're and not. I, I, to be honest, I feel better mm. than I've ever done. Mm. Is that because there's no juice inside, there's no cocaine, you've taken away all the bravado and all do the Do you know front. what? And I, I mean this, I mean, I, I mean this, I've thought, do I actually feel different? Do I feel different without all that in me? Mm. And the answer is yes and no. No in the sense of, I don't, I'm, I'm, I always feel healthy. Yeah. Regardless of all yeah. that, I always felt healthy. I was always very active. I was always trained a lot, I eat beautifully, like yeah. my diet is, is perfect yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, in the sense of I have a clear head and yes, of a sense of I've broken that wheel. Yeah. You know, that, that destructive wheel of, of habits. Mm. And, and it's like an addiction, you know, like people are addicted to heroin, they physically need it. Yeah. People are addicted to crack cocaine, people are addicted to alcohol, they have, it's very hard for them because every every part of them wants to drink, wants to take the drug, wants to, and they and they have to work very hard to stop themselves. It was the same for me with fuckery, mm. and that's really hard to explain. But I was addicted to monkey business and, mm. and fuckery, mate. And, and I, I swear to you, and and right, and I'm so glad I'm I'm not in that mindset anymore yeah. because it's very destructive. I'm going to end up dead or doing a life sentence. Mm. And but at the time. I've always, from a young young lad, just loved fucking trouble. Mm. It's like I wanted it. Yeah. And I don't know why. But it's like, it's not trouble as in really, really naughty trouble. It's like mucking about trouble. Yeah. It's just escalated into... It, just, it, it grows and grows yeah. and grows. But then you it's you feed on it. And honestly, and it, that was the addiction. It wasn't even the money. Yeah. I didn't the give a shit. It. it was what I was doing. Yeah. And it was the fuckery. Yeah. And oh, that sounds mental to some people. Mm. And it's very hard to explain, but it's it's the same as a, a, an alcoholic, yeah. I think, or a heroin addict. Yeah. Like you're clucking for your fix. Yeah. I was clucking for a bit a bit of ag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like seriously. Yeah. And it's like I don't know. Is it a form of self harm? Mm. Is it is it is it make? I think it's a buzz. A borderline sociopath. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? So when you come out, what's that feeling like when you come out? And what's been your life since you've come out? When did you come out? I came out at the beginning of November. November twenty. Two. November 22. Tw yeah. 22. That's what we're now. I got released four okay. months early. But I still had to serve the rest of my prison sentence, but in an approved house. Okay. So I had a curfew tag on my ankle, and I had to live in a prison house with other prisoners that had just been released. In what was that like? In a random shit. Was that, would you prefer being Nick and do it at time, or would you prefer to be in the house? It was nice being out, because I could get on my phone, I could start communicating with old friends, I could see yeah. people in the day, I could have sex, which yeah. was great. Yeah. 
fucking starved of that for years. Um, <laughs> um, I could go to a gym when I wanted to, not yeah. when I was dictated to. I could go. I could eat. I could eat what I wanted. I could, yeah. Of course, it's better than prison. Yeah. But it's still very difficult. It's not. It's it's just it's just a ball ache, mate. Because yeah. you've got this thing on your ankle and you. It's like you're now out and you can do what you want, but you can't. Okay. In prison, you don't even see it. You've just gone away. Yeah. You, 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 what you know is. And that, the tags you. off your ankle now. Gone, mate. Gone. Happy yeah. days. And what have you got? What probation you got? I see them once a month. Okay. And what's that? A quick conversation. Uh, I'm seeing them this week, and it's I don't know. Normally it's hello, how you doing? I'm yeah. good. How do you feel? How's your mental health? Yeah. Any bad thoughts? Yeah. Are you gonna do anything terrible? No. Sweet. Mm. See you in a month. And what's your mindset like now? Your mindset. I'm out. Are you gonna go back looking for that fuckery again, or no. are you just gonna be like, you know what? I'm done with that. I'm now. Early thirties, mid thirties. I want to go and live a nice, calm life somewhere. I don't know about calm life. I mean, I'm not. I've, I don't think I'm the kind of man that would ever want a calm life. Mm. I mean, that'd be boring. Yeah. But I'm certainly not doing. I'm not getting involved in anything yeah. anymore like that. And do you know what? It's not even because. It's not even because of prison or. Or worrying about my own life or, or anything like that. It's it's for other people really. Mm. I don't want to be that guy anymore. Yeah. And yeah, I don't. It's, it's not not a bit of me. Mm. Anyone out there listening who yeah. you know is on the same path as you were five, yeah. six, seven years ago, you got any advice for them? Um, yeah, I do. And but it's po- I will say it, but it's pointless me saying it because they won't listen. Because that that whole mindset is a very destructive, one-dimensional, selfish path. But. I could say stop or mm. you you could end up dead or in mm. doing a long time in prison but they know that already yeah advising someone with that mindset is is completely pointless they the only way you learn is the hard way mm. so my advice to somebody is get nicked for something lesser than what you're doing what yeah. you're doing and go to prison for a little bit yeah. that's the advice I could give pick the lesser of all the crime you're up to yeah. get nicked for that and go to jail for a bit learn your lesson learn, and yeah. stop don't get nicked for the big one. Yeah. Get nicked for the little one. Yeah. And go away for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's my advice. What's your dream right now for you for the next couple of years? Well, I'm not allowed to travel until end of the summer next year. I'm not allowed to leave the country. So for me now, it's just rebuilding. I mean, I've been away for three years. I haven't worked for three years. I haven't earned for three years. Thankfully, my previous endeavours served me quite well, mm. so I'm I'm all right. Mm. I'm not Mr. Moneybags, or we're not even yeah. going to pretend to be. Um, but I'm okay. Yeah, and I can I can take the time to decide what it is I want to do, whether I want to go into property, which is something I've been looking into. Um, I don't know whether I want to tie myself into the UK. Yeah, it's the other thing because I. I used to be proud to be British, you know. I used to like the fact that whenever I used to go away and I would say, where are you from? I'm from London. Mm. I was proud to say, I'm yeah, from yeah. England, I'm London, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, now I think, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be here anymore, mate. Mm. I can't stand this country anymore. Yeah. I can't stand the people. I can't stand the, the morals and the ethics behind it. And I'm like a bit rich coming from me, yeah. all the shit I got up to. Yeah. But it's not about that, it's about the mentality of people. I really struggle with in this country now and the change in the last three years I've been away mm. been a massive change mm. in everyone in the way they think and the thing that you're not allowed to say certain things and this mental health crisis has exploded yeah 
in men especially. Yeah. I've had three men, guys I know well, while I've been away, kill themselves. Same. Yeah. Same. And it gets, and put, it's it fucking gets shoved tragic. under the carpet, doesn't it? I've it's got three pals, yeah. Tragic. Yeah. I saw people kill themselves in prison. Mm. I saw someone open their wrists. I've yeah. seen some, found someone hanging. Mm. And you could think the ones that are in jail, their reasons were because they were locked up and justified. But I, I remember sitting in my cell thinking for days on what is up with everyone, yeah. you know? I've been in life now, in the history of the, the earth, civilization, society as we know it, it has never been a better time in history to be of a previously oppressed group of people, mm. whether that's a religion, belief, mm. culture, or gender. Mm. Never been a better time to be of anyone that was a previously oppressed group of individuals, mm. yeah? So what the fuck is everyone's problem? Yeah. What's wrong with everyone? Why is everyone so fucking miserable? And I was asking myself that, and I thought, why? what is up with everyone? Mm. Um, and I got thinking a little bit more, and then I started thinking about my own family and my, my grandparents. And my grandparents are that generation, that amazing generation. Yeah. You know, the ones that won, won the war, they yeah. kicked the fucking Germans out of Europe, yeah. the war against fascism. Yeah. And, and they met when they were in their early 20s. Proper They're both, both 94, yeah. still together, yeah. still bickering. Yeah amazing yeah. yeah they've had five kids mm. um my granddad was the captain of a ship he's they've been through it, he he was the one of the first into japan when the americans dropped the atom bomb mm. he was 16 years old and he cleared up all the dead bodies all the yeah. dead kids at the age of 16 his brothers died all my great uncles were killed in in the war in um operation uh, carthage you know the um where they mm. bombed gestapo headquarters mm. in copenhagen they were killed um, as his brothers so in his life he's gone through he's experienced serious hardship from a young age yeah he's then captain of a ship which had its own stresses mm. they've gone through a serious depression as a nation a serious recession had five children which is stressful in itself mm. and not once have i ever heard him complain Complain-er. about anything yeah. anything he's never not smiling and he's mm. never complained about anything mm. and and that is how I measure myself mm. as, as a man. And I think what he went through and the things he'd done is the reason he doesn't complain about everything. Mm. And I don't want to turn around and say people need to get some real fucking problems mm. because there are people out there who have experienced serious grief, trauma, abuse and hardship and loss. And, mate, talk about it. Mm. If you're a man and you want to talk about your problems, mm. talk about them. Mm. But the emphasis on young men to when they feel a bit shit, mm. talk about it all the time and analyze their feelings is the most toxic, yeah. destructive advice I think anyone could give them. Mm. Because when I was a boy, I was told to man up. Same. And I did. And I did. Same. My granddad, do you think they, if they started talking about their feelings mm. during the war or, or after that, what, what do you think they would have been told to do? Yeah. Fuck off. Mm. And that was the strongest generation of men. Yeah. And that, that, that generation paved the way for what we have today. Mm. And we now have a generation of extremely entitled, soft people. And the hardest thing they've had to go through in their childhood is fitting in. Mm. And it, it's funny because I've done a lot of thinking over the mm. last couple of years, you can probably tell, mm. it's all coming out of me mm. now. I, but I thought, if you, if you are born into a society where your biggest problem every day when you wake up is how you feel about yourself. That's your biggest problem. 
is whether you're with how you feel about your appearance your financial status whether your boss likes you whether you your partner is secretly an evil manipulative gaslighting genius yeah. whether like if these are your biggest problems in life right <laughs> yeah. you've been dealt a very good hand in mm. life like you're winning mm. a life mm. if you live in a society where you have the capacity to have these problems mm. you've won mm. you've hit the jackpot i hear you like mm. and because there are parts of the world where people wake up and they think, am I going to die today? Mm. Am I going to get raped today? Mm. Am I going to eat today? Are my kids going to die today? And their, predom- their purpose, their entire purpose in life is survival. What's our purpose in life? Mm. We ain't got one. Modern day men don't have a purpose. And that's the problem. My granddad had a purpose. His purpose was duty to his country. Mm. His purpose was what he could see in front of him. His whole world was what he could see. His, his country, his family, his, his job. It was, it was simple life. It was wasn't it? simple. simple. The, Good wor- food. the world was Good what you could see. Yeah. Now you've got the entire world yeah. here. Mm. I can log on here and see what Jenny's doing in Thailand yeah. with her tits out. Yeah. I can log in and see what, what John Smith's doing yeah. in fucking Dubai with his Ferrari. Yeah. 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 And so what's your movements now? Now you come out of yeah. Nick, what are your movements? Are you thinking what well, I want to be in the sunshine? Yeah. Massively. Where? Where? Dubai. Yeah, okay. I want to go over there. What will you do out in Dubai when you go out there? <sighs> Whatever I like. Um I will do what it is I decide to do. Yeah. Train, bit of yeah. property, enjoy some sun. Correct. Exactly okay. that. A bit to- of crypto. Toby, I've really enjoyed this episode. Have you? Yeah, mate. Okay. Really so enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been a really good chat. Thanks we wrap your, it up, are we? Thanks for your honesty. Listen, I, there's no point in me not being honest because I could sit here and say I was going through a really bad mm. time. I did this because uh, because of this, that or mm. the other or, or some sort of external excuse. Mm. But everything I've done is because I've wanted to do it. Yeah. And, and I'll admit that. I'm not going to make excuses for my actions. And if I'm going to be held accountable for some of my past sins, that that's that's a discussion between me and God. Yeah. And but for now, I've I've, I've served my debt to society. Mm. Fair play. Do you know what? I really do appreciate you coming all the way down here today. I've had a good no good chat on this. And um, anyone listening out there, I think can take a lot of different things from this. Okay. Well, not the first thing. Not the first thing. <laughs> Behave yourselves. <laughs> Behave yourselves. Don't do drugs <laughs> and stay in school. Yeah. Toby, good man. Dodge, really pleasure. enjoyed it. Thank you, mate. Cheers, mate. Take good care. Good man.